No servant can serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and mammon. What is mammon? It's material or, or money, really. Wealth, it's money. You can't serve God and money. And uh, that first reading we heard today from the book of Amos, what was going on was the people he was addressing, they were paying lip service to serving God, but really in their hearts, money was their master. And he talks about how even during the Sabbath, the time when they're meant to be at prayer, they're already thinking about, how can I make money tomorrow once the Sabbath is over? And they not only want to make money, are they greedy to make more, but they're even willing to cheat to make more money. They are serving the wrong master. And it is good for us this morning to consider where is our priority? Who do we serve by our actions and what we do? Do we serve God or do we serve money? Now, I want to talk about the first line of our second reading from first letter to Timothy. Paul writes, I ask that supplications, prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone, for kings and for all in authority. And so Paul is, is saying to the early Christian community, let's not only pray for our needs, but it's important to pray for everyone especially kings and those in authority. Um, nowadays, we'd say presidents and governors and mayors and all the rest. And this has really been something that we have tried to do as a church ever since then, that every Mass, it's a chance to pray. I'm going to ask uh, boys and girls, do you ever uh, ask somebody to pray for something, or has anybody asked you to pray for something? Yeah. And it's good. It's good when we pray for maybe our grandmother is sick or somebody we know, and so we ask prayers of one another. Well, there's a lot of people here, aren't there, boys and girls? Isn't it, wouldn't it be great to have everybody praying for something? And that's what we get to do every week in what we call, sometimes they're called the general intercessions, and what that means is they are, again, not just about us, but about the wider world and church, or they're called prayers of the faithful. And when they're called prayers of the faithful, what that means is anybody who's baptized, we belong uh, to the priesthood of the baptized, and we have been given a call, a responsibility, to pray for others. And so that's what we do in a particular way in the prayers of the faithful. Now, you'll notice today that after our creed, Deacon Andy, will you be doing the prayers of the faithful? Yes. And that is the traditional role of the deacon because early on in the early church, the ministry of deacons was focused upon the sick and the poor, those who are hurting. And when you listen to the intercessions, there's always some for the sick and for those, the vulnerable. Okay? And then if, if a deacon isn't here, one of our readers will do it. But do you think, is, is there, have you noticed, is there any particular order when we do those uh, petitions? Or do we just kind of go to a bunch of them? 
there is an order to them, and I'd like to talk to you about that. And I also want to point out that the uh, petitions always come after the readings, and if you listen to how the petitions are written, often there will be a reference point to one of the readings. Okay, But let's start with the first one. It's the needs of the church. And so the first petition typically is always for the wider church. And so you, you see that this one for, that we're going to be using today, that the church may be an effective witness for honesty and justice, speaking out with courage and ordering its own life with integrity. Okay? Now our second one, it's always to do with public authorities and the salvation of the whole world. So there you see that those who chart the course of nations may consider the needs of ordinary people. So charting the course of nations, those who are in leadership all over the world. And then our third intercession is for one for those burdened by any kind of difficulty. Well, every week we have at our parish a Matthew 25 uh, designated charity, and that charity always goes to help those who are in dire need. And so we give 5% of our regular collection plus anything that goes in a Matthew 25 envelope uh, for that charity. This week, it's for Advent House. Advent House is located right in Lansing, and many of you pass by it, and they help the poor in Lansing. Well, it's good to send money to assist the poor, absolutely, but it's also good to pray for them and for those who serve them. So every week we have a special intention for our Matthew 25 charity. And then, so it's always the needs of the church, the needs of, of the secular authorities, the needs of the world, then the needs of those who are burdened by any kind of difficulty, and then there is always an intention for us, us who are gathered here. So that's that this Eucharistic community that would be us, gathered around the Eucharist, that we may bear witness day by day that we are devoted to the one God whom we love and serve. Now, if you notice how sometimes the intercessions refer to the readings, does that one say, devoted to many, mammon and money, whom we love and serve? Does that say that? No, it says that we, to God, whom we love and serve. So that picks up the theme in the gospel. And then our next intention, uh, every Mass we have a, a published intention. And sometimes people will ask if they know of somebody who's sick or somebody who's died and they want to remember them. And you can do that at the parish office. And then those intentions are published in the bulletin. And then we always pray for that intention. However, it was pointed out to me, somehow we missed something. This is... Here it says 11 o'clock, the people of the parish. And there always is a Sunday, one of the weekend masses. The published intention is always for us, the people of the parish. That should be a different intention. I've pointed out to Deacon Andy, he's all over it. He's got, so when you listen to the intentions, you'll see he's got the right one. Okay? Now, but you'll notice along with the published intention, it says, and for the intentions written in our prayer book, who can tell me where our prayer book is? I know that the religious ed, you had a tour of the church earlier, is that right? Did you point out the prayer book as part of that? Well, boys and girls, can you point out to me where the prayer book is? 
Back that way, that's right. If you see the statue of St. Michael, right near it is a book, and that's a place where if you do have someone or something you would like our whole community to pray for, you can write it in that book. And then we as a community, when we do the general intercessions, we will be praying for the intentions in that prayer book. Now, we also pray for the sick. And we always have an intention for them. And you'll notice sometimes we'll name uh, the sick by name. Those are names of people that you have given to us. We always want to make sure that they or their family knows that this is happening because we want to have people's permission. Often they're people that are hospitalized or seriously ill are the ones that we mention by name. Because if we mentioned everybody, it would be here a long time, okay? Now, what if you do have somebody that you want to have us remembered? Well, that's where the next thing on it, it says all those listed on our prayer board. Do you know where our prayer board is? Boys and girls, was that part of your tour? No? Okay. Well, I'll tell you where it is. It's in the very back of church. There's a monitor, and as you look up on there, it will list uh, people who, you know, you have asked us to pray for, and, uh, and sometimes those are the ones that we've been praying for, maybe aren't just simply in the hospital, but I, I noticed like, like Deacon John, his name is up there, and we continue to pray for him, and there's others too. So those are listed uh, back on that monitor, as well as anybody who's died is listed on the monitor. When you come into church, you can pray for them. And when you come to Mass early, uh, before Mass begins, up on these monitors, uh, you can see who we are praying for, and that's a beautiful opportunity is to pray for them by name before Mass begins. And then the last thing it mentions there is we pray for all those on the prayer board and in our hearts. That's a really good time if there's somebody that we want to remember in, in our own uh, person that we want to remember them, we remember them in our hearts, in the hearts of everybody else at Mass that day. And then finally, we offer a petition if we are aware of anyone who has died this past week. Now, the deacon or reader reads the petition, and at the end of it says, they say, we pray to the Lord. What do we respond? Lord, hear our prayer. And you know what? We do that every week, which is wonderful because that gets us in the habit of doing it. We know what the response is. But sometimes we get a little doing things just out of habit. So that's why I wanted to take this time this morning just to have us focus on this part of the liturgy. This is our opportunity. The prayers of the faithful, the prayers of all of us. We pray for one another. We pray for the needs of the larger uh, church and world. We bring them all before God. God, who we trust, listens to our prayers.